Luke chapter 3, verses 7 through 18 says, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children of Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I told you, you would stop weeping. What should we do then, the crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But the one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of his, the straps whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we spend this moment pausing for you, let us hear the message you have for us today. We thank you for those fleeting moments where pausing is necessary to hear your words. Let the joy break through that you have given to us all. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. When I saw this lectionary passage for this morning, I said, really, brood of vipers? I called some of my preacher and full-time ministry friends and said, really, fleeing from wrath to come? I read through the passage over and over again and then looked around in the quiet of my home and said, really, God? What do you want us to hear less than two weeks from Christmas as we are being called the worst type of snake there is? Really? I don't know about you, but I am standing in a place of being overwhelmed. 
So as transparent as I am being surrounding this gospel text, I ask that you do the same. As we gather in worship this morning, I'm curious to know, do you doubt that God cares or anyone cares for that matter about you? Do you doubt that God cares about the things that you are going through, the unforgiveness that may reside in your heart, your painful past and moments and memories that you may have experienced, the continued struggles you may face, including the loss of loved ones? Do you doubt that God does not care about you? Or maybe during worship, as the songs wash over you, you wonder if God has forgotten about you because you live in a space of unanswered prayers, unforgiveness, and sin. Do you doubt or do you think that God has turned his back, if God had a back, that God has turned his back on you and that you are alone. Or maybe you've captured the spirit of the Advent season and you anxiously await and prepare for the coming of Christ. Your stockings are hung on the chimney with care, waiting for St. Nicholas soon to be there. But no matter where you are on this spectrum, in this scenario, or whomever you are, We have gathered together similar to this crowd in this morning's passage, eager to hear and bear fruit for God. Yesterday, I traveled to Biloxi and not to play the slots. I know that's what you're thinking. I was in Biloxi to witness a cheer competition teams perform extreme, in my mind, routines with crazy, wild makeup and mad athletic skills. I was exciting. I was excited. It was invigorating. I wanted to do what they were doing, and then I realized my age and quickly came back to reality. But after a long day of waiting and expectation, We had a moment where we could pause. There was one final team who came up to the stage, and they were called the specials. Some were in wheelchairs, others had limited mobility. But they displayed nothing but pure joy during their routine. They were contagious. They smiled and waved and tumbled. They had the joy that we need right now during this Advent season. Nothing bothered them. Not the hundreds of people that were there. Not that they didn't do everything exactly right. They were perfect to me. And like that song, Christine, I was weepy. The crowd agreed because there was nothing but joy and applause that broke through 
For those who stopped long enough to experience all that they were giving us. We are gathered in this moment, just like this crowd, who wanted to go to be baptized by John. The passage tells us that they were there to be baptized. So can you imagine coming into a space where you want to be baptized, you're desiring to be baptized, and the preacher calls you a brood of vipers? Has that happened to anybody? (laughs) I don't think you preach like that. Okay, not lately. So think about this. Today's gospel passage does not adequately prepare us for what's in store. The imagery and language here is harsh, it's abrupt, and it's negative. It's not the type of passage that we should utilize less than two weeks before Christmas, where we're still wrapping presents, parties are being hosted by our friends, we're dressing up to attend, we've got angel tree shopping and gift giving, and here John the Baptist comes on the scene with this name calling, harsh metaphors, blatant judgment, and a message that drips fire, brimstone, and condemnation. I told you, you would stop weeping. Our Advent season seems to have turned dangerous just like that. Those who have followed John into the desert heard the message repent, turn around and return to God. And yet as they gather, John is skeptical of their readiness. He says to the crowd, you are the offspring of a bunch of the most venomous snakes in this part of the world. Then he moves on to condemn them. He condemns the tax collector. He condemns the soldiers. He is condemning us in this space, the stay-at-home moms, the professionals, the students, the parents, the teachers. John leaves no one out. You children of snakes who warned you to escape from the angry judgment that is coming, you brood of vipers, the Messiah is on the way you need to pause. The Messiah has an axe, all sharpened to cut down an unquenchable fire to burn you up. This Advent season today seems to have turned dangerous, but joy breaks through. See, in the midst of this judgment, this harshness, the condemnation, The crowd did not leave to seek an easier, more tolerable message. The crowd did not leave to go into a nicer community. The crowd did not leave and ignored what he said. The crowd in that moment asked for direction. If we are a brood of vipers, what then should we do? If there is fire to burn us up, teacher, What should we do? If we are called to bear good fruit, what should we do? See, the harsh, dangerous words of John will not generate all the feels 
that we want during this season. But the heartfelt response of the crowd softens the prophetic voice of John the Baptist. He simply tells them, and he tells us what we should do. Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. Whoever has food must do likewise. Don't be selfish and collect more than the amount that is prescribed to you. Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. And be content with where God has placed you. See, John's call has a negative starting point. And we're also being asked to seek direction in our own lives as we start at this point with the crowd as well. As we cry out to our Lord during this Advent season, as we cry out and pause and sit, we should be asking, teacher, as we prepare for your coming, what shall we do? As we give gifts to those who have more than enough, what shall we do? As we stress over what to give someone who has everything, what shall we do? The joy that breaks through occurs when we stop and listen in the midst of the busyness or in the midst of feeling condemned because all of our ducks are not in a row, where we stop because we are overwhelmed by work, family, school, relationships, or just life, ask the question, what can we do? See, in the comfort of our own sacred space, John the Baptist is calling us into a relationship with each other, filled with compassion and justice, not gift-giving, but bearing fruit, God's fruit. That's the real gift. Bearing fruit is a blessing flowing from a relationship with God. Bearing fruit is being led by the Holy Spirit to take action in this Advent season. Bearing fruit is recognizing this season is dangerous and challenging because you're not only being asked to reflect, but reevaluate your lives. So whoever you are in this crowd... Stop, pause, for there's something you need to do. John is calling us 
to a prophetic demand of loving kindness. These are not rules for the kingdom. It's basic house cleaning and preparation for the Messiah to come. Stop. Because when he arrives, we will be called to a higher level of living, a pure, selfless love. But for now, find joy in the mundane. Find joy in each other. What shall we do? We shall embrace radical hospitality for those who do not look like us. What shall we do? Give like you've never given before. What shall we do? Give with joy and see God is not bound and joy will break through. As you expectantly wait for baby Jesus, you joyfully, mercifully, charitably, and faithfully love one another. Because God loves you first. Joy breaks through the mundane. Out of this hope which can only be grounded in Christ, what shall we do? Hear the good news. John's prophetic words reminds us, God knows what your life is like. And God cares. God didn't place you in a space alone. God put you in community. This is where joy breaks through. So what shall you do? Don't give. Share. Share your food. Share your clothing. Share your money. Share your gifts and talents. Share your Christmas budget with others who are not on your list. Share your love for God. For when you give, you may not ever give again. But sharing continues on and on. God is not bound and joy will break through. So what shall you do? Are you a business person? Deal justly. Are you in health care? Truly care. Are you a parent? Love those kids like you've never loved before. Are you married? Be one with your spouse. Whoever you are, there is something for you to do. Be the joy that breaks through someone's life today. Be the selfless joy that I witnessed yesterday 
with that final team. What shall we do, they asked three times after being called snakes, vipers. They wanted to know, we don't want to be like this. What shall we do? And John said, share. Share what you have. Share it with others. And share it joyfully. So I want to end with a song of joy found in Zephaniah chapter 3. Verses 14 through 20. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time and I will save the lame and gather the outcasts and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home. At that time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. So pause and let the joy break through and share as you wait for Jesus, as you wait for Christ. What shall we do? We praise God. We wait expectantly. And we share all that God has given us. Come, long expected Jesus, for joy breaks through. Amen.